Alright, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, a podcast dedicated to your one and only Colorado Avalanche. And Colorado just got done playing the Dallas Stars. And stop me if you've heard this before, but they gave up another third period lead. So things that we will get to today include that. But for first, like we do, follow the show on Twitter on LOPN underscore Avalanche over on Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche. Send your emails of frustration, which I'm sure you have them to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those things right now that you have no explanation for. You can't deny the effort. The effort was obviously there. Uh, You know, once again, another game where they had 40-plus shots on goal. It's just the Dallas Stars have something against Colorado this year. So I think they're done playing them, and they did not register a single win against them. So does that mean anything playoff time if these two were to meet? No, but... um, if it comes down to seeding and where these teams are come playoff time, uh, you can look back and say, well, there you go. They were, what, 0-3-1 against uh, Dallas this year or whatever, they, <laughs> something like that, something close to that. I don't even – the game just ended, so I'm, stats and stuff are kind of out the window right now, and I'm just um, as frustrated as most Avalanche fans are right now. Like I said, you can't deny the effort. In this game, they were completely dominant in the first period. Outshot them something like 17 to 3 or, or 16 to 3 in that area. <coughs> Second period was a little bit more even, um, a little bit back and forth. Third period got a little testy. Um, I think a lot of people were laughing about that Calvert and Ben non fight um, and then. There was a fight, uh, but you know, just in totality, it it, it was it was a, a good solid game. And when you don't win games like this, and when you've been losing games like this, now it's it's in your head. I'm not gonna say that as you're playing uh, and you're in the third period and you have that one goal lead. Uh, I don't think at that moment in time, because the game obviously moves so fast and, and you're you're up and down the ice, you're on and off the ice. Um, I don't think it's in your mind right away. When you give up that goal, I think you better believe at this point in time, uh, it's it's in their head. So, but, you know, again, they made it to overtime. And I don't know what it is with this team in overtime <laughs> with the talent that they have that they can't produce better in overtime. I don't know if it's the mentality that they have going in or the 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 kind of like just game plan that they have going into overtime is not how this team should be playing. They they possessed the puck I think for one possession and it was a pretty decent play. Uh Nachuskin was coming up on the right side, made a power move into the goal. And and uh, Ben Bishop made a great play to, with his uh, stick to to knock it loose, but that was it. Other than that, it was all Dallas, and and it's like 
Colorado is playing defense in every sense of the word, not just that they're literally playing defense. They're just on their heels. They struggle to get out of the zone. How do you how do you struggle to get out of the zone as much as they do when it's a three-on-three? Three? I don't know. Uh, it, it was just a tale of, of two games, and those two games were the first three periods and overtime. They just looked like a scared team just holding on for dear life, and hopefully we can win this when they got to overtime. Leading up to that, I was more than happy with how they played in every aspect of the game, including goaltending. And people are going to be ripping on goaltending because that's the easy thing to do. It's like the quarterback position. You can, it's so easy to pick on that guy on the ice and say, well, you're the reason they lost. I thought Grubauer played a good game. Did he play a great game like that game that you want that we were talking about yesterday, like that performance where you're standing on your head and he's making saves left and right and he's the reason why they won? He didn't have that. Uh, ben Bishop did. He he was incredible. Um, he's a giant man, so he's just tough to get pucks past anyway. I was making a joke with a buddy of mine uh, <clears throat> saying if you ever saw that Geico commercial with the big manatee in front of the goal, that's not a manatee, that's Ben Bishop. Um, he's tough. He's tough to beat, and the abs got to him twice in the, in the first period. Um and they looked good, and 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 that's the other thing that really kills me about this game. The Avs should have had minimum five goals. They had the uh, where are we here? I, I counted three shots off the post. I think there might have been four. I might be wrong, but at least three shots off the post or the crossbar. Kadri uh, had one in the last minute of the game which obviously would have sealed it for him. Um, I know Nachuskin had one, and there was another one somewhere. Uh, so there, those, you know, and, and pucks go off the post all the time, or the or the crossbar. Uh, I'm just saying, like, these are opportunities that they had that just did not go their way. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Klinberg. It, a rolling puck that is just heading right into right into the goal, right behind Bishop. It got behind him somehow, and it was headed right into the goal, and Klinberg is there. Johnny on the spot just put a stick down as quick as can be and got it out of there. That's another goal. So when things are going bad, things like that happen. You you don't get these these goals that you normally are seeing that you get at any other point during the season. But when things are going the way they're going right now, uh, goals like that, they're not going to find the net. So you got to find another way. Uh, what's the other way? I don't know. Uh, you know, they, they gave up the the one power play goal that was overturned. And I'm going to be honest, I hate the, the skate on the ice rule. I know it's a rule, and by the letter of the law, the refs got it right. Um, and it worked in the avalanche favor, but I, I want to be truthful. Um, this is just where we are in sports where it's, you know, the, the minute things. Now his skate was completely over the blue line. It just was lifted off the ice ever so slightly. And like I said, that's where we're at with sports. It's, it's minute eighth of an inch, 16th of an inch, 
uh, which causes a goal to be overturned. Like I said, they got it right, but clearly you could see his skate is at the blue line. I understand why they have the rule why it has to be on the ice. Uh, it's just, this is where I say like common sense needs to take over sometimes, but, and I'm, I'm not trying to, <laughs> hey, like I said, the abs got it in their favor, so great. Um, but there's going to, you know, we, we, we saw it in the playoffs last year where it's just common sense sometimes doesn't rule the day. Um, but they got, they got it overturned. And then what happened? Not that much later, they had another power play or Dallas had another power play and they scored on it. So, and, and when that happened, it was two to one in the second, we go into the third and maybe when you take the ice, you're thinking this isn't good. We haven't been really good at doing anything in the third period, but for most of the third, they looked really good. They weren't just resting back uh, on defense and, and, and playing on their heels. They were challenging. They were trying to get that other goal. Grubauer was made, made a couple good saves. Again, nothing spectacular, um, but they were playing a, 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 up up and down game. Uh, they weren't just saying, let's just hope we hold on to this. And then they gave up the one, what was it, maybe five, six minutes left to tie it. And then uh, I, I, I threw my hands up. I almost said like, well, here comes another one probably within 30 seconds because that's kind of what's been happening. Uh, it just, when it goes south, it goes south really quick. So... What are you going to do? They they go to overtime, don't really do anything in the overtime period, and give up the other goal. So now things are uh, even more interesting <coughs> in the division as Dallas is 27, 15, and 4. Colorado 25, 15, and 6. So Colorado is now two points behind Dallas. Uh, Colorado 56 points, Dallas 58. Um, and now, now Dallas is, or excuse me, Colorado's in a fight with obviously Dallas and now Winnipeg because Winnipeg has 54 points. And just looking at that, at the last 10 for, well, not the last, well, yeah, the last 10 for Colorado, three, four, and three lost four in a row. And teams like, you know, St. Louis are continuing to win so four in a row for St. Louis. So it's just. This is what couldn't happen, um, and it's happening. All right, and there's one other um, almost goal, which I didn't mention, when Colorado was on the power play, and Rantanen had a, a pretty good look, and Bishop, again, just kind of went from side to side, and he doesn't have to move very far because he's so giant, uh, and just that's another goal that they could have had or should have had that went by the wayside. So really should have been like a five or six goal game for them. And they got two. So um, when you're struggling, you're struggling. And stats wise, if I can bring this game up really quick. Um, Faceoffs, uh, Dallas <laughs> had the slight edge in faceoffs. And that was something that really annoyed Landeskog in the overtime, uh, the faceoff that led to the game-winning goal 
if you watch that replay, something's going on there with the ref where he hesitates and doesn't let either player really reset, and then he drops the puck. And I think Landis Gog, after the game, just launched his stick into the audience and, and kind of threw his hands up like, how do you not stop that and reset? And that's a big moment. You know, I don't want to say that's – people say, oh, that play didn't lose it for him. Well, in that instance, it very well could have because it, it wasn't a fair puck drop. But what are you going to do? Again, another another example of when it's not going your way, nothing is going your way. And the refs missed <clears> – <throat> A lot of penalties or would-be penalties in this game. Three high sticks. Three sticks to the face of Colorado players. Um, clear as day in, in open ice. It's not like they were struggling or scrumming for a puck in a corner and a stick came up and for whatever reason they didn't see it. These were open ice hits. And the one on Kadri was in center ice. It was in the neutral zone. How do you not see that? He got knocked to the ground. First of all, he either got tripped or dragged to the ground and then got the stick in the face, and nothing. Um, was not a good game for uh, for the refs. I thought there was another one there uh, that, that that they missed, but it doesn't matter. They, they just I don't I felt like they didn't have a good game. Um, <clears throat> stats for Colorado Zadorov with the goal, really nice goal by him. <clears throat> Gabe Landeskog with a goal. Nathan McKinnon with two assists, so he goes up the <coughs> excuse me the stats or the score totals. I think he's maybe two behind McDavid. I'll look it up in a second here. Graves with an assist. Uh, Rantanen with nothing. Uh, Sam Girard with nothing, and he's been hot lately. And at least in the assist category, he's been hot. Um, Burkowski again with nothing, but I did think he played a little bit better. Nachuskin didn't have anything, but he played very well. Um, and Kamakar, while he had no points, uh, I thought he played the most physical game I've ever seen him play. And I think he was kind of getting annoyed at the physicality of the game. Um, and he did have three hits, <clears throat> 22 minutes of ice time for him, So, which was right near 22.07. Compared to McKinnon's twenty-two thirteen, so he's he was right behind Nathan McKinnon for a time on the ice, but I thought he played a really physical game. Which obviously he's that kind of player, but you don't see that come out of him too much. But he was laying hits on people, which seemed left and right. So um, it's nice to know you know the young guy can kind of get a little angry when he wants to. Um, what was the other thing I was going to bring up here? Oh yeah, the fight between Calvert and Ben. Uh, Matt Calvert's not going to back down from anybody. Uh, it was kind of just funny to see him half drop gloves, and Ben wanted no part of it. Not that he didn't want any part of it. He didn't want any part of it at that point in time. I think Ben was more concerned with the puck being dropped, but there was a stoppage in play pretty quickly. And then uh, the second time that puck got dropped, bam! Right, they went right at it. Uh, you kind of saw that coming. So, and <clears throat> you know, while you know Jamie Ben is a big guy, and Matt Calvert's not small. He's smaller than Ben, but he's not going to back down from him. So it was kind of a, a good fight, which is you kind of saw something like that coming because the physicality of the game was really picking up at that point in the game. So. In the end, it's it's a one point win loss. 
one point whatever for Colorado. And uh, here we go again. This is the time of the year, same exact time last year, where they started to struggle and they're climbing their way to the All-Star break. And that's two of these five home games in a row that they've lost in overtime. So the cycle needs to stop, and it needs to stop as quick as possible because, like I said, you are going to be asked these questions all the time um, until you can prove this is over. Um, And now that it's happened again, now you've just prolonged it maybe like another week. And if you keep doing this in consecutive games, you're going to prolong it, prolong it, prolong it until it's this is who they are this year and they need to work through it. Uh, you got to think it's going to stop at some point. But when you have games like this, when you play well and you still can't get the two points in regulation or even the extra point when you do go to overtime, you throw your hands up and say, what needs to be done? And maybe that one thing that needs to be done is the thing that we will talk about next. All right, so trade deadline is around the corner, a little bit over a month away. Um, And like I said yesterday, I'm not hitting the panic button on really any player. Like we have to dump them and get rid of somebody. But you do need to bring in people to kind of give this team a fresh feel. Um, Maybe move some guys that really haven't been performing well and underperforming. I don't know what their plan is with Tyson Jost, but uh, yeah, again, he played okay today, but I don't like okay from him. Um, he's a 10th overall pick. At this stage in the game, he should be doing way more than he is. So do they cut ties with him? That will be something I'll keep an eye I will be keeping an eye on, and it remains to be seen. But there was an article today, and this is, um, again, like I said yesterday, I'm happy with the goalies. Um, I think they will be just fine, but there was an article in the Denver post and some people don't really like the Denver post, but they're a a big, big time newspaper in Denver. So if they have the inside track on something or if they're hearing something like this, uh, maybe they're doing it just for clicks and eyes. I don't know. But if you listened to the crossover show that I did with John over at locked on Rangers, I kind of half-jokingly said, oh, we would more than welcome Henrik Lundqvist on our team uh, if it gives him a shot to win the Stanley Cup. And according to this article, this might be something the Avalanche look into, which I would be all for. Now, you're probably screaming at me because I said yesterday I'm happy with the goalies, and I am. But if you can bring in someone like Henrik Lundqvist, who is... I mean, he's 37 years old. He's clearly not what he was. But number one, he's name recognition. Uh, Number two, he might want somewhere else to go at this stage in his career. Um, I know he has a a no-trade clause or a no-move clause. And the Rangers haven't really discussed moving him in the past because of that. And he wants to stick it out with them. But that was a few years ago. And I think he maybe thought they could turn it around and he wanted to be a part of that. But, you know, maybe enough time has passed where he's coming to the end and he doesn't want to wait around for them to take another two, three, four years to become a contender uh, and his skills keep, you know, diminishing. 
So is now the time to move him? They they obviously brought up um, the guy that I don't remember his name, but he, the, he you know played well against Colorado. That was his first game ever. Apparently he's the future. He's the future now for them. Um, and so what would the Avs do? That's really a dilemma because I, I, I know Jared Bednar likes both Francois and Grubauer. He wants to give them every opportunity. But if the Rangers come knocking and say, well, you want to make a deal for the King, can you really say no to that? I think he still has a lot left in the tank. Um, and he's played well this year. He just doesn't have a really good team in front of him. And, you know, it's not it's not solely on him. So I think if it wasn't for him, they would be much worse than they are in the standings right now, which is not the greatest. Uh but he's a big reason why they are have as many points as they do, which is, you know, like I said, not, let me see what they're at, which is not, you know, they're not setting the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination, but they're playing compared to what people thought they would do this year. Um, I think they're, they're doing okay. Yeah. They're 22, 19 and four. So they're over 500, <clears throat> 48 points in terms of a wild card. Um, let's see. 48 points, and Philadelphia is holding the last wild card spot at 54. So six points out. So not awful. Uh, so do they make a, a deal and say, you know, this isn't going to be our year and we'll we'll look for a place to go? Would he accept a deal somewhere? I think he would. I do. I, I just feel like he's at that stage where he, like, he wants that cup. And uh, he would waive it to to go somewhere, I think, like Colorado. But then, like I said, what do you do with the two guys you have now? That's going to be the big question because Bednar likes them, and he wants to give them opportunities. I like them, and I and I think that they're going to really turn it around. But is this the move you make? Is this the splash move you make to kind of just lift everybody up, saying like, "Wow, we got we got Henrik Lundqvist in goal right now. We got to play better." <laughs> uh, when you have that image when you turn around and you look at that image and goal with an avalanche jersey on don't tell me you wouldn't get excited about that and i and uh, yeah you'd get him at the end of his career uh but i don't have a problem with that because i've seen i watch him play a lot um being in new york and i see a lot of ranger games he still got it he still he still has it he's 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 ready to go and if he were to get traded just like i said the other team would lift up and, and get excited and play, he would do the same thing being on a team in the position that the Avs are in, not only in the standings, but if they brought him in, say they brought him in today, your, your mentality immediately ch- changes. And I think it's only up from there. Now, do you, I said the other day, do this carry price? No, I don't, I don't really want carry price solely for the contract. Long for his contract, Avalanche could take on today. So, uh, it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm not going back on my own word where I said I like these guys I still do, but I think that talent and that name recognition is too much to pass up. So will it happen? I really don't think so. <clears throat> I think Hank will stick with the Rangers uh, through it all. I think he wants to be a one franchise player, um, and if he doesn't get it at the end of his career, he doesn't get it at the end of his career. But uh, there might be some inkling of burning desire in him to 
make a move for a chance at it. Um, you know, much like Ray Bork. And that worked out pretty well for him, so... I don't know. I, I love this line in any sport, but especially hockey, so for reasons like this. So we'll we'll see more, and maybe tomorrow we will get these jerseys for the, the outdoor game, the stadium series game. Again, hearing it's any day now. Maybe they didn't want to release it today because they were playing. Who knows? <laughs> if it comes out, it comes out, and we will talk about it, but... Uh, yeah, that's going to be it for today, guys. So, Avalanche lose a tough one. That, that is a tough one. Um, no doubt about it. So, But they do get a point, which <coughs> takes some solace in that. Um, they are off today and right back at it against San Jose. So, we will preview that game tomorrow. And please, we need two points, guys. Let's, let's, get, let's turn this ship around. So, that's it for today, guys. Enjoy the day off. And here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!